This is the Dive Into Malaysia travel podcast, episode 18, with Dive Into Malaysia founder, Sharon Goulet. In today's episode, I'm discussing all the great places you can go and explore from KL. While there are many things to do in Kuala Lumpur, or KL as it's often referred, there are also many great things you can do around Kuala Lumpur on a day trip. Kuala Lumpur is centrally located in Peninsula Malaysia, which makes it easy to get to a lot of places. For example, you can go shopping and enjoy the theme parks at Genting Highlands. You can see the culturally significant sites of UNESCO-listed Malacca. Or you could enjoy the thriving food scene in Ipoh. Or why not escape the city and see the rural side of Malaysia in Cameron Highlands or track in the jungle at Taman Negara. Malaysia is one of those places where there's so much to see and you can visit many places from KL. In this episode, I'm discussing all of your day trip options from KL. This is perfect if you have some spare time in KL and you're wondering how to spend it, or if you just want to get the most out of your vacation in Malaysia. By the end of this episode, you'll know all your options and can hopefully narrow down your list of where is best for you to visit. Welcome to the Dive Into Malaysia Travel Podcast, the place to be when you're dreaming and planning all the awesome adventures you could have in Malaysia. Each week on the show, your host Sharon will take you from underwater adventures in one of Malaysia's marine parks to standing on top of the world in Merdeka 118 in KL to eating the best food you'll experience in your life at a hawker centre to planning how to get from A to B and where to stay. It's all here. So today, we are talking about day trips from KL. There are so many places you can visit from Kuala Lumpur that you could easily spend a couple of weeks here between day trips and the attractions in KL itself. There are lots of varied attractions and it can be worth considering a day trip or two as an alternative to travelling to some places in Malaysia and then staying there. But before we dive into day trips from KL, remember you can find today's show notes at diveintomalaysia.com slash episode 18. This has links to everything I talk about and further information to help you plan your trip. So don't feel like you need to remember all the different day trips I'm saying or write them down as I go because you can go to diveintomalaysia.com slash episode 18 to find links to all of these. Now, if you have any questions or want to learn more about traveling in Malaysia, make sure you also join us in the Malaysia Travel Planning Group in Facebook. You can find this by simply typing malaysiaplanning.com into your browser. It'll take you right to the Facebook group. So day trips from KL. What do you need to know? In this episode, I'm covering why you might want to take a day trip, whether you need to do a tour to do a day trip from Kuala Lumpur, and your day trip options. So we're going through about 10 different options. So why might you want to take a day trip? As I said before, KL is well located to many day trip options. If you have the time, it's a fun way to see more of Malaysia. It's also great if you don't have much time in the country, as you can see varied places without having to travel to another hotel, check in and deal with all of that. A day trip lets you see a lot quickly. It also lets you see much more of the variety that Malaysia has to offer. KL is a great huge city and spending a day in the jungle or in a scenic town or discovering the history of Malacca can be a great way to enjoy more of what Malaysia has to offer. There are many day trip options. They are easy to book and are quite affordable when you consider what you get. The better question may be, why wouldn't you do a day trip? You may be wondering if you can do these day trips independently or if you need to do an organised tour. It really depends on the day trip. While in theory you could go to any of these places, some are quite far from KL and you would spend all day travelling there and back if you took public transport. A day tour is the best way to save time and fit things in, but of course it's up to you. 
For some of the day trip options closer to KL, you could also book a taxi as an option instead of a tour. For places further away, I 100% recommend a tour. You could also hire a car for some options and do it that way. In the show notes, there's a link to information about driving in Malaysia, as well as to all the day trip options I'm about to go through. So first up, we're going to talk about Putrajaya. Now, Putrajaya is Malaysia's administrative capital. It's just 45 minutes from KL and was purpose-built. And I always find planned cities a bit interesting. They definitely have quite a different layout to cities that just grew over time. Now, here you can find many monuments, big buildings, and more. You can visit the impressive Putrajaya Perdana, where Malaysia's Prime Minister resides, as well as the stunning Putra Mosque and the Putrajaya Government Centre. Tours include Putrajaya Lake, where you can see many of the famous sites, as well as the bridges inspired by famous bridges from all around the world. So a cruise on the lake is definitely a great way to see more of this city. Everything is pretty, big, and well manicured. It's quite a contrast to KL, and it all just seems quite grand. A half-day tour is the best way to visit here. While you can train here, the station isn't near the attractions, there isn't really public transport, and things are spread out. Tours are cheap, and I'll link to the one in the show notes that I did recently. Tours include hotel pickup in KL and drop-off and are done by 1pm. You don't really need a whole day to go see Putrajaya. Half a day does the job really well. Now, it's a good choice if you have a morning free and you want an easy option close to KL. It definitely is different to a half day in KL. Now, next up, let's talk about Genting Highlands, which is also close by. It's only about an hour's drive from Kuala Lumpur. But wow, just for being an hour away, it is really different. It's a hill station which makes it an excellent destination if you want to escape the heat. The climate is cool, the air is fresh, and the area is surrounded by rainforest. In fact, I was quite surprised the first time I went just how different the climate is here. Even though I'd read it, I just didn't really grasp how it could be that different an hour away, so definitely take a jacket. Now, there's a whole host of things to do at Genting Highlands, such as shopping at the Genting Premium Outlets, visiting the Chin Sui Cave Temple, gambling at Malaysia's only casino, visiting the indoor and outdoor theme parks that are here, and seeing the weird and interesting attractions at Ripley's Adventureland. The main attractions are at Resorts World Genting, which is a huge indoor area of shops, restaurants, the casino and attractions, including a big indoor theme park. And right outside of this, and also part of Resorts World Genting, is the brand new Skyworlds theme park as well. In a way, it reminded me of some of those big Las Vegas casinos, which have so much to do inside of them beyond gambling. Don't gamble at all, I didn't go to the casino at all, and there was still plenty to do and look at around here. Now, getting here is half the fun. You can take a taxi all the way to Resorts World Genting from KL, but I really recommend you go to the base of the hill instead and catch the Awana Skyway up. Now, this is a cable car, which travels the 620 metres up, and it takes about 10 minutes. And on the way, you can get off the cable car and see the Chin Sui Caves Temple. So all of that is very worthwhile. The views from the cable car are great. Assuming the weather's good. Last time I did it, the the clouds really closed in and it, it was a bit spooky in a way, just being surrounded by clouds and not able to see much. But it was also part of the experience as well. I was really glad I did it. Now, you can take a day tour here. You can take a bus or a taxi from Kuala Lumpur. It's easy just to get a grab taxi because it's not really that far. It's not expensive either. But if you do want to get the most out of your day, I don't really recommend you take the bus. It just takes that bit longer. You have to get to the bus station in Kuala Lumpur from KL Central or one of the other places that they leave from. And if you really want to get a lot out of a day, a taxi or a tour will work better. Now, this is a great option if you want to cool down, if you want to go to the theme parks or see some of the scenery of the area or just experience what Resorts World Genting is like. Now, another option even closer to Kuala Lumpur is only about 30 minutes drive away and it's Sunway Lagoon. 
Now, Sunway Lagoon is a big water park and theme park. It's a lot of fun. I mean, you can somewhat know what to expect from a theme park. I wouldn't say the attractions are really massive or totally thrilling, but there's a lot of fun, fun things to do. It's a big wave pool. There's plenty to keep you occupied for the day. Now, to get here, you can take a day tour or it's very easy to get a grab taxi as well. And it's really perfect for families or anyone who wants a fun theme park day. You might have been doing a lot of sightseeing. Time to just have some fun. Sunway Lagoon is a great way to go. Now, another place not so far away is Port Dixon. This is about an hour and a half drive from Kuala Lumpur. And this is the one you're going to want to go to if you're wanting to go to the beach, right? It's the best place to go do that near Kuala Lumpur. There are quite a few beaches here and I'll link to an article about your options in the show notes. I cover a lot of the beaches and have photos in one of the articles I'm diving in Malaysia and it's easier to look at that than, than for me to explain about a beach. One of my favourites is definitely Blue Lagoon, so that could be one to aim for. And near that beach is also Cape Richardo, where there's a, an historic lighthouse. It's about a 15-minute walk to the lighthouse. There's also a forest reserve around there with bird and wildlife spotting and hiking. So that's a nice little spot you can head to. The beach is near that and you can do a few little things right there. If you want to do more than just relax at the beach, there's also a cool army museum that's worthwhile. And there's also an ostrich farm as well as some other low-key attractions in the area. Now, your best option to get to and from Port Dixon are taxis. We can book you one. There's a link in the show notes or you can just use the Grab app. You can get taxis to Port Dixon from KL using that. Now, this is your best nearby beach option, like I said, so it's perfect for anyone wanting a beach stay. If you're not going to get to any other coastal area in Malaysia and you always pictured going to the beach in Malaysia, this is where to head. Now, next up is Malacca, which must be one of the most popular day trip options from Kuala Lumpur. It is a bit further away at about an hour and three quarters. I mean, all these times I'm giving you driving times, they're obviously traffic and road condition dependent. You get a lot of traffic if you're going peak hour, all of these are going to take longer. Definitely if you want to do a full trip out of KL, it can be smart to go quite early before the peak hour, say by 7am. Otherwise, you're going to want to leave after nine. And for these places that are a bit further away, you wouldn't really want to leave that late. So get, think about getting going early if you're able to pick the time. But yeah, it's perfectly doable to go to Malacca on a day trip. Now, the heart of Malacca is UNESCO heritage, thanks to its rich multicultural trading heritage. So Malacca, along with Georgetown in Penang, have this UNESCO listing. And it's a really great place to wander with many attractions in its centre. You can visit the Dutch-built St. Peter's Church, the Portuguese-built Formosa Fortress, or take a river cruise. Malacca has a long and interesting history, and you can see this in the buildings and as you walk around. There's the popular Jonker Street, or you can visit Harmony Street, where you can find Cheng Hun Teng, a Buddhist temple, Kampung Kling Mosque, and Christchurch all close together. Or you can go and learn about the Chinese Malays of the area at the Baba Nonya Heritage Museum. Okay, like I said, Malacca has an interesting history. It's all worth learning about. Now, of course, this is Malaysia. There are some great places to eat. Now, I recommend you take a day tour to visit Malacca, or you could book private taxi transfers with us to get you there and back. Most attractions are walking distance. You, you can really walk around once you get there. Of course, it's always hot though, so a tour can be quite comfortable. You can take buses to Malacca. Buses leave quite regularly from KL, but you will spend a lot of time doing this, and there is plenty to see Malacca in a day. So, I mean, if you're really on a tight budget, you, know, you get going early, you get back late, you could take buses, but it'll be much easier doing a day tour and you'd probably get a lot more out of it. Now, Malacca is a popular destination in Malaysia and it really is fun to wander and explore. So it's a great day trip for anyone who wants to discover more about the history and culture of Malaysia. Now, for something completely different, let's talk about Taman Negara. 
It's about three and a half hours from Kuala Lumpur. So that's quite far and it's one where 100% you should do a day tour or you could book one of our private transfers there and back. If you, if you catch public transport, I've caught public transport there, which was fine because I was staying for a few nights. You just waste half a day in each way, right? And you waste half a day each way when you have time to do anything. So definitely, I think a tour is the way to go here because once you get there, you're also going to want to do activities, no doubt. So if you're going to be booking those anyway, just doing a tour and making it all work into one long day can really make a lot of sense. Now, Tamanegara actually translates directly to National Park, and it's a big national park at the heart of Peninsular Malaysia. It's home to some of the world's oldest rainforest at 130 million years old. There's wildlife, birds, spectacular scenery, as well as the Orang Asli. That directly translates to original people, and it's the indigenous population of the area. And you can visit a settlement where people still live a somewhat traditional life, okay? They're modernised somewhat as well, but... But you get to see a lot of interesting things when you do that. So tours include hiking up Terrasek Hill, walking along the Great Canopy Walkway, lunch at a local floating restaurant on the river, rapid shooting, which is a thrilling boat ride over rapids, on your way to visit an Orang Asli tribe. Now, this day trip is awesome for anyone wanting to get out into nature and seeing Malaysia's green heart. It's very different from all the other options on this list. If you love the idea of getting in the jungle, it's a great way to go. It really is very beautiful there. Now, next up is Ipo. This is a city about two and a half hours away from Kuala Lumpur. Now, it's got a very attractive old town full of colonial architecture, beautiful laneways, great food, and really cool street art. It's fun to walk around and explore, and I definitely have a soft spot in my heart for Ipo. It is quite enjoyable. And in the surrounds, there's also some interesting cave temples, and it has some really stunning scenery, actually. It's a little bit surprising when you get there a little bit boring driving along the freeway and then you get to see all these cool scenery. It's well known within Malaysia for its great food and famous white coffee so make sure you eat everything you can while you're exploring. This is another destination I recommend you visit on a tour so you have plenty of time to fit in the best attractions and dishes. It's great for anyone interested in Malaysia's urban delights, cave temples, food and great scenery. Now, not so far from Ipoh and just over three hours away from Kuala Lumpur is another great option, and that's Cameron Highlands. Now, Cameron Highlands is located 1,200 to 2,000 metres above sea level. So as you can imagine, it, it gives a different side of Malaysia thanks to its cool climate. So it's a great one for anyone who really hates the heat. You'll feel much more relaxed in the Cameron Highlands. Now, its landscape is reminiscent of the English countryside with sweeping tea plantations, hiking trails, and a touch of colonial nostalgia. And it's best known for the tea plantations here. And you'll definitely visit them if you do any type of tour in Cameron Highlands or if you went by yourself, that's the number one thing to do for sure. You can also visit a butterfly farm, strawberry farms, bee farm. There's waterfalls. Hiking is very popular in this area. And it really is quite pretty and very different to anywhere else I've been in Malaysia. Now, I do highly recommend a tour to come here on a day trip or to take your own car as you'll waste too much time traveling here on public transport to really get much out of a day trip. The attractions are also quite spread out in Cameron Highlands. It's a region, it's not the name of a town. So you do need transport once you get there really too, especially if you want to get around things quickly. So definitely you want your own car or you should do a tour. Now I do want to add here that traffic can be really bad on weekends and driving between the attractions in Cameron Highlands can be super painful on a weekend and it'll be hard to get much done because you'll spend too much time in the car. So if you can, do your best to visit on a weekday. 
Now, Cameron Highlands is a great option for anyone wanting to get out of the city, cool down and see a very different side of Malaysia. Now, the last day trip we're going to talk about is Kuala Selangor, which is by the coast about an hour from Kuala Lumpur. And it's best known for its firefly cruises at night. And you'll definitely want to do these as part of a day trip here. There are some other options too, like Bukit Melawati, which is an historical fort built by the Malacca Sultanate, where you can enjoy views from the hilltops, see the old fort, cannons and monkeys. And if you're lucky, you might even spot the rare silver leaf monkey. On weekends, there's a tram service to the top of the hill for this fort. And at other times, if you do a tour, you'd have a walking tour included to get you there. Now, this area is best visited on a day tour, so you can be transported to everything. It'll just make it easy. Now, day tours to here from Kuala Lumpur don't generally leave until the afternoon and then they continue into the evening. So you can have a seafood dinner and go see the fireflies. It would be a bit weird to come here just for the day and not stay for the evening and see the fireflies. So you could actually do this on the same day as a Putrajaya tour if you really want to do a whole lot when you're in Kuala Lumpur. Now, this option is best for people who are interested in seeing the fireflies and want a tour that's not all day and it's close to Kuala Lumpur. So that's it. That's everything about taking day trips from Kuala Lumpur. Now, remember, if you have any questions, join us in the Facebook group that you can find at malaysiaplanning.com and ask whatever you want, and I'll do my best to answer you. So to recap, today I discussed why you should consider day trips from KL. We discussed whether you could do these independently or you should take a tour. And I covered many day trip options, so you can be aware of your choices, and hopefully it'll help you decide what is right for you. Now, remember, you can find today's show notes at diveintomalaysia.com slash episode 18. All the options I listed today are in there as well as other helpful resources to help you plan your trip. Now make sure you subscribe to this channel because next episode I'm talking all about Sarawak, one of the Malaysian states in Borneo. This magnificent area of Malaysia offers so much for visitors. I've just come back from a couple of weeks there myself and I can't wait to share all about it with you. So make sure you listen and I look forward to chatting with you then. Thanks for listening to Dive Into Malaysia Travel. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast for more travel inspiration, planning advice, and fun about traveling in Malaysia. Don't forget to leave a review so we can continue to bring you the best content. See you next episode.